So, hello everyone. Um, today it's Mandipa and just Tahela, the two of us, talking about dealing with emotional trauma, emotions, and how we've navigated it. Just as the two of us, these are our opinions. I mean, like, anyone else could have their, their opinions. So welcome to In Case of Fire. Today we're going to be talking about dealing with emotional trauma. Okay, so... When you first came up to me with the trauma topic, mm-hmm. I was shell-shocked, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to turn some heads here. We're going to mm-hmm. get some phone calls. Because after our last thing, I got mm-hmm. some phone calls from my mother, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very interested. She was like... What was there about? My son, I'm so proud of you. You were out there representing. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mom, sure. Because mm-hmm. she, 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 um, she mostly, she does, ev- she watches everything I do, unfortunately. And she's going to watch this, man. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just hope, mom, you're the cause of my, no, no. My mother was great. So, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. for you, what would you define emotional trauma as? Hmm, that's a good question. I'll define emotional trauma as um, some kind of hurt that is showing up in the present, that has taken place in the past and has left me with some kind of wounds that has left that will leave me with maybe um, wounds that won't want me to navigate emotional topics in the present. So would these emotional topics be something related to that experience or would it just be any emotional experience in your case? Hmm. In my case, it would be like, it would be related, of course. But then in other people's cases, we have to be careful. Like psychologists, I'm sure would say that we have to be careful with how we address other people because just about anything can trigger anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Um, for me, um, the way I've always viewed emotional trauma, mm-hmm. I've viewed it as this invisible hindrance. It's like an invisible wall. You can't see it. But every time you try to go forward, you just, you just keep mm-hmm. hitting it. I think, for me personally, it stems from things I didn't really think about when they happened. Mm-hmm. But as time passed, you start to rethink about that, that situation because while you're in it, like it, it's it's regular, it's it's normal. You mm-hmm. don't really think about it, like like when we think about people who are at war, right? Mm-hmm. They're not really thinking about how many of their friends are dying. They're, they're thinking about getting home. Exactly. Yeah. So when they do get home, when everything's at peace, when you, when your life is going well, I feel like that's when these things come back because now you can like finally delve these thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is a triggering moment for for you? Would it be like whether it's relationships, friendships, or um, I don't know, maybe it's colors. Maybe the color red did something to you. Mm Well, maybe, but I, I really love something that you said before. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's I will okay. answer that. But then I really loved how you say that it's it's like a war that 
you don't know how it's taking place when it's happening. Because that's so very true. Sometimes you just want to get to a place, to home, so much that you don't realize that even you are wounding yourself. You know what I mean? So, wow, that was so profound. I really like that. And for me, um, emotional trauma would be, uh, let's say, loss, shame, and definitely relationships. Like, I don't like to talk about loss at all because I feel like I've lost so much. And I also do not want to talk about um, the things that I failed at. So that comes in with shame and relationships, whether friendships, romantic relationships. There's so much of a trigger to my life that I won't talk about it with anyone else unless maybe I'm doing it with a very close friend like you. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I have exactly... I'm exactly the same way with um, relationships and loss. You know, recently in April, mm-hmm. um, we lost my grandmother's sister. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. And um, this was like, I wasn't really close with my, my, my actual grandmother and my other grandparents have all passed on. So, oh like, before I was born. So, like... This was like mm-hmm. the closest thing I could like relate to, like uh, as like a, an ancestor who has this wisdom for me, right? Because mm-hmm. like I see like I feel like in African homes, the grandparents are like patriarchs and matriarchs of wisdom, and True. I feel like I missed out on a lot of that experience because I didn't have the full grasp of it. I just had her, mm-hmm. so. When she passed, I never really um, thought about it. I never really thought about how I felt about her until she passed. Mm-hmm. And I remember all the moments um, she was there for me, and it's yeah. become it's become a it's become a very traumatic war for me where I can't mm-hmm. just wrap my head around thinking about it because it's still it's like. Every time I think about it, I go back to that place when I find when I found out she just died, and it's something that still impacts me to this day. And it's really, it's really hard to um, when it comes. To, it's really hard to think about it when it comes to mind. And another thing is, you were not at home when it happened, so it's even a greater um, loss. It's even greater trauma that you were not able to do anything about it, right? Yeah, you know, COVID happened and it just, um, it just, it just distorted, it distorted my worldview on relationships and closeness because for three weeks, I'm pretty sure I, like, I never really, I never talked to anyone specifically about it. I just, Mm -hmm. I just stayed to myself for three weeks. I didn't tell anyone, just... I just made one. I just made one post on Instagram because I noticed when I go quiet, mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't used to me being quiet on social media. I wouldn't know why, but they aren't used to me being quiet. So I just wanted to post something to let them know that okay, I'm dealing with something. So don't yeah. don't worry about me being quiet. Mm-hmm. And you know the amount of love I got from my rapper friends like Mark from, from Houston and, um, no, sorry, from Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, the amount of support I got 
even when I was quiet and not really talking to anybody, I just felt like um, this unification of, of friendship and it helped me understand how important your friends are to to deal with with traumatic experiences yeah you didn't say anything do you know you only said something to me like after of course i'm really sorry but i feel like you should have said something yeah it's like i feel like for me in my head when it comes to traumatic situations It's very hard for me to um, to to talk about it with anybody because the position I am usually in is the position of helping people. Phew, I've noticed that. So me asking for help, I am not sure. Maybe it's selfish, but I feel like me asking for help is me. troubling you or bothering you or maybe oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. it's a double thing where like the image of myself in my mind is like i help people mm-hmm. if they find out i'm also vulnerable when they need something they won't come mm-hmm. talk to me because they'll think i also can't i can't help them and mm-hmm. so it's a double-edged sword where like I can't ask. I can't ask because I'm scared. It will change your perception of me. And when you actually need me, you can't. You can't help because I do this in my life. My friends who I know who are very suicidal and have emotional things, mm-hmm. I don't go to them for emotional support. No, no, no. Let me explain why. Okay, why? I feel like when you do that mm-hmm. to someone who's already like that you're adding to their emotional stress as well. I've noticed that with them. That when you, when you also, like, for example, which I'm not, if, if, if I was feeling suicidal, right? And if I also go to my suicidal friend and tell him, I, I tell him that we, we both feel suicidal, it, it becomes a thing like where we, we both start to think, you know, it's okay, we can die. No one loves mm-hmm. us. We're together. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Wait, is that why you didn't come to me though? Not to you, not to you. I'm not in like... <laughs> uh, no, so you, you know, during that time we had papers, we had exams. Mm-hmm. Oh that, yeah, it was in December, right? That was, no, no, that was this April. It was recent. That was like two or three months ago. I only started to feel better after the exams. I'm so ashamed of myself right now. No, don't be. Um, so how did you cope, like, besides being quiet and getting your few friends from as far as Texas to yeah. talk to you? Yeah, that, I, I did not realize how famous I was. To You know, like, the, the, the rap book, to me, famous is having 500 followers because I have mm-hmm. 200 or 300 or something like that. So famous to me is 500. So you get these texts from all these famous people, you, you'd think like, okay, yeah, these people yeah. wouldn't talk to me. Talk to you, yeah. So you're like, whoa, 
y'all actually know me? Y'all, y'all, y'all remember me? <laughs> like we for you, I feel like people who know you are the ones yeah. who know how to identify quality stuff. Yeah. And you can't so that today there's a lot of um I hate to say it rubbish out there in the music industry. Yeah. But for people who want to listen to quality stuff, I'm sure would would know you because they're in search of something that's quality. But just everyone else wouldn't know you. The majority of because people like to follow the crowd, and sometimes the crowd is not good, it's not quality. So yeah, it makes sense that those guys would know you. I feel that I respect that. Um, when it came to COVID, mm-hmm. I just really had to. Um, so I, I did a course in cognitive-based therapy. Yeah. Which I I told you about that. You did you this did. weekend. Mm-hmm. So what I did was that I had to break down my thoughts into what is reality and what is just mm-hmm. in my head. I need to write this down. Sorry. I love to write this down. Reality. Okay, yeah. And? What's, what's reality and what is just in my head? Because mm-hmm. sometimes when we delve too much in our heads we start mm-hmm. to create these imaginary things. So like, so like my train of thought would be like, my grandmother died. Mm-hmm. Who's dying next? What's oh, going to happen? This, this would be the thoughts that would run through my head. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't I talk to her? Why didn't I do blah, blah, blah? You and, start, and you start thinking, wait, maybe I didn't love her. Maybe I didn't do this, but you start to put that in the box of things that aren't real because the reality is I loved her very much. And we had, even though maybe we spent a short time together on earth because I'm young and she's my grandmother. So obviously she's been here longer. So I was in a short portion of her life and that short portion, no matter how short it was, it was very, it was meaningful. It meant something to me. And I should hold on to that and her legacy. I shouldn't hold on to my imaginary thoughts of who's going to die next to Because I don't know that yet. I don't know who's going to die. I don't know. I can't. Those things are not guaranteed. They're not real. What is real is the memories and the things and the values that she taught me. So. My gosh. So this is so similar. Sorry. Yeah. So this is so similar to sometimes how I feel about my late sister. It's mm. too similar. I've actually never talked about us in a conversation like this. Sometimes I spiral in my head like I should have done something because I was there with her. My mom wasn't around. I should have prayed harder because one of the requests she made when she was unwell was, um, can you please pray for me? And I didn't do that. And I'm like, so who's next? Like, I think I've killed her. I think I've contributed to this. And I feel so, um, so like our experiences feel so similar in a way that we're not able to do anything about it. And we have this, we need to make a distinction between reality and what's in our head. Because to be honest, I don't think you did anything to, to your grandmother and you wouldn't know who's going to die next. And it's not up to you just as much as it is not up to me. You know what I mean? So you shouldn't feel that way. You don't yeah. do anything. You know, I feel like whatever I'm down, mm-hmm. I just have to think 
of what's in my control and what's not in my control. So I choose not to worry about what's not in my control. And that's kind of like the Christian faith, where like mm-hmm. you let go of what you can't control and give it to God. Or if you think more um, atheistly or worldly or agnostically, you let go of things you can't control to the universe mm-hmm. or as an energy or, you know, whatever the cool kids are saying these days, you know, they have a new term every year. <laughs> no. Well, what is wrong with these people? They always have something new to say. You know, I just, I'm, just, I'm just saying mm-hmm. we can have mm-hmm. a consistent curriculum. Just, yeah. You know, but yeah. Um, so when it comes to, I feel like, I feel like this affects guys more than women, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Romantic trauma. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Okay. So let's, let's um, go back a little bit All right. because we want to give our listeners what to how to deal right ways to deal so the first one i got, I got from what we're talking about is that um let go and let god or just let the higher powers if you're not a mm. christian and then the second one that i got is that you know you love other people so much that it um it blinds your own trauma like it makes it invisible it obscures it in a way so those are like two ways we can deal so far that in 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 the reality terms and all that yeah so yeah i I just want to put put it out there that we are Mm -hmm. not accredited therapists no of course not we're not i say that at the beginning i say yeah no no people will cut this into clips and they will hear the clip and they will not hear the beginning so (laughs) we just have to say it again now Mm -hmm. yeah you know because people like to take things out of context yeah that's true but this is how we have dealt like even i think i've learned to do like with letting go and letting my higher powers and then i don't know about loving other people i know you do it but i don't know if i do it so yeah and then with romantic relationships, like what you asked. Yeah. So I'm trying to find myself as as a person. So it's it's kind of difficult. Like for me, I haven't really learned with how to deal with relationship trauma. I just talked to someone in like my first relationship when I when we ended, I talked to you about it. After each says, Oh my god. If he's listening to this, God. Should, okay. I just wanted to point out, we'll censor his name. Um, <laughs> well, do we really have to? Oh, they, we know many, but we'll just censor oh, it. Oh, of course, yeah, we should censor it, please. Yeah, yeah we should censor it. Yeah, and then I had like an entanglement of some sort. Ooh. And I also talked to it about I talked to you about it. So, yeah, that's how I just. We won't like, say when you mentioned that entanglement, we'll just say you talked about it. <laughs> but, okay. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I feel like I was dense because I was there for that entanglement. Mm, I, I saw know. it flourish. I was I was I was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but let's 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 dial it back a little bit. Mm. So your first relationship, you got cheated on. Um that's a very traumatic experience. Yeah. How did that feel for you? 
man to be honest i was like in bed for a week no that was like two weeks i wasn't feeling well and i was overeating so how was i feeling i was feeling very hungry <laughs> and i was feeling very sad and that breakup hunger felt, gets you yeah you know <laughs> and i was feeling like i wasn't enough like it was just so sad i wanted to vent so so much that i just ended up talking about it to just about everyone until i found sources like you that listened to the whole story you know what i mean so yeah i don't know how do you deal i feel like people when people hear your relationship drama they only want to hear like the worst parts but <laughs> exactly they want to hear the drama <laughs> they don't want to hear mm-hmm. like everything wait before, before i talk about the thing you asked me to talk about mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we can, there was a situation mm. with tea mm. or coffee. Was that part of you lashing out? Oh yeah, that was part of me lashing out, yeah. Can, can you tell the story or should I? Or, I wasn't there. You, I think it's best you tell the story. I heard about it from somebody else and I heard it from you. Really? Yes. Well, you can tell it, then I'll be filling you in. Okay, I, won't, I haven't heard this story in a year, but I'll try to, okay. to, to recite mm. it. So you, you were by a, a campus restaurant? Mm-hmm, and, I was. I don't know how you two met or if you just, if you were just already there or not. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you planned to meet or just randomly saw him. And you approached this brother. You got his hot beverage, whatever it was. Yeah. And you just tossed it on him. Okay, this is not how it happened. I'm not that dramatic. Okay. So he said, let's meet uh-huh. and I can give you a proper apology. And of course I wanted an apology because I was the wronged party in this relationship. Like, I mean, I was in a way, I'm not trying to victimize myself, but it's the truth. I wasn't told that there were other girls and I deserved a proper apology. So I went and we sat down and he was like, and he said something very bad. Is it okay if I say it? It's fine. I don't care. So mm-hmm. he said, um, I do care, but then it's okay. People should listen to this anyway. Um, he said, so are you now a prostitute? I said, what? Is that something to say to someone you have wronged and you know you have wronged? What kind of manipulation is that? So we were drinking. He was drinking coffee and I was having hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. So I literally just spit it back because he was he asked me when I was drink when I was having the cup and I spit it back to him. And then I took the whole cup and I didn't pull I pulled it on him. I was like, what are you talking about? Hey, I would never do that. Like I have morals. I have my morals. You have your morals, of course, because the relationship turned out to be another way. So don't say that to me. I don't like it. And so yeah, that was that was it. I had to pour the hot beverage on him. I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> so you just okay. Not not that it matters because um, I don't feel like you you deserve to be called that. But Thank was you. he saying it in jest, or was he like serious, serious? Yo, you're a prostitute. So that's one thing that I don't know how to uh, decipher even today. Because I was hurting, so I'm not sure if I was saying it in jest or if he was actually saying it hurt me. But it did hurt me. 
how did his insensitivity to your feelings make you feel? I felt really, I was like, we were supposed to be in this, on the same team. We were once dating, so we were supposed to care for each other in a way. And so I felt, I felt really alone in that moment. I was, oh my God, I felt so alone. It was so bad. And I'm not going to cry on this podcast, I promise. So you always caught me there, but you ain't going to catch me slipping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not strong Yeah, I'm stronger than that. Hey, you know, I no, crying is not weakness. And I saw, I saw mm-hmm. just put out just in case. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a prostitute if that's your career choice. But exactly. in this context, it was it was used to hurt her. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just, um, I feel like this is something that men do when they come out disappointed out of a relationship. They try mm-hmm. to, to slut shame a woman. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, what was me being a prostitute going to do for him anyways? It was going to be my money. So. Here's, here's my logic with it, right? Mm-hmm. You were only a slut when you met him. So who mm-hmm. is the problem? You or him? Or him. That's, right? that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like that logic. Yeah. Yeah, because if he's calling you like a slut or whatever it is, like, like he, he was only that, you only got after him, and which was still not the case. Wait, a slut doesn't get paid, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know the... the okay. <laughs> the degrees. Of, we need to call it what it is. Yeah, yeah. We we'll call one of our slut friends to explain it. I know who. You know who to. I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Wait, so let's not focus on myself yeah? because it'll be just so sad. How do you deal with your trauma? Like, I hope you didn't pour hot beverages on anyone and all that. That would be interesting. I'm not sure if I can. <laughs> no, I can say this story. It's not like she's mm-hmm. on this. No, I was sending this podcast out today. She didn't send um, We're friends. We're friends. So mm-hmm. um, I remember this situation four years ago. Okay. That's a while ago. This puts a date on it. For everyone who was there, who knows? Now mm-hmm. they'll recognize what happened. We were in this room, and um, so apparently she i'm not sure if i was the entanglement or if i was the bay i don't know what i don't know if, if i was the, the partner being cheated on or the partner mm-hmm. being cheated with with exactly so i was just very confused that she just stopped talking to me all of a sudden and mm-hmm. somehow we got to talking and I remember, and you know me, right? Mm-hmm. Hardcore thug. I don't, I don't bend for nothing. She Anything can happen and I'll be chill. You'll be chill. You, just, you, you got everything under control in a way. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was right there. And I couldn't understand what she was talking mm-hmm. about. She was like, you're too whatever, whatever. And she was just making up things that I know I'm not. And I was just like, the only thing I did here was love you. That's the only thing I did. 
Andrea, like, so she was cheating on me with, with, with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, yo, even though you both said the same thing, so-and-so said it better. So you're admitting it. And she was just going to this long tangent about how I'm bad and terrible. And I felt horrible. I felt like her thing was trying, she wasn't, she wasn't trying, weren't, weren't having a conversation for closure or have the conversation mm-hmm. to understand what happened. She was just trying to bring me down. That's what she was doing. Then I found out later, because I didn't know at that time, that the person who hooked up for us to have a conversation mm-hmm. is the person that she was dating. And this person was also my best friend. And this person was giving me advice to date her. No ways. This is not cool, man. And them two were also best friends. It was like the Will and Jada thing. Like when, when, um. <laughs> yeah. When- Don't you understand why I, why, why Will was suffering? I was like, yeah, brother. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, so how did you, did you ever talk about it to her like later on? This is how I met my, you, you know, my best friend, right? My best male mm-hmm. best friend. I yeah. talk about him all the time on WhatsApp. We won't, you do, we won't say his, we won't say his name here. Because, of course, we won't yeah. say names. We are done. We don't want to get arrested. Yeah, that's how I actually met him because mm-hmm. the person um, that she happened to be entangled with um, knew him. Oh, okay. I actually remember this story, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to disclose mm-hmm. further Anything. details. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I care about two people in this conversation. One of them I don't. Okay. So, so... um. That is so bland. So, no, 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 no. They know I don't care. So, um... So, like, I just couldn't understand. Then him... He explained to me what happened. My best friend. He explained my new best friend, not 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 the person that was conniving. Nah. They explained to me what really happened because he found out because he checked out this person's text messages. Okay. And he explained to me the whole story, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Ah, uh, uh huh, oh." Mm-hmm. So them two were, and it started to flash back. With like, I'll go back to situations where she would have an issue with me. Because she had an issue with the fact that I was talking to this person for an hour. And I was confused. Why were you mad? And I thought, oh, it's because she, oh, let, me, let me not even try to hide anymore. It's because she was your girlfriend. That's why you were mad that I was talking to her for an hour. It's like to, 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 to the, all of the situations where like, she'll get mad. It's like, mm-hmm. oh. Because actually when I met this person, that she was entangled with. Yeah. She was mad that we were getting along, that she refused us to take photos. You are so jealous. And like, it never made sense to me at the time. I was like, mm-hmm. she don't want to take photos, why? We just met. Like, like, what's going on? And you know me. Wait, so how did you meet this other guy she was in an entanglement with? This other like, girl. girl she was not, sorry, this other girl she was in an entanglement with. How did I meet her? Um, she's a singer. Mm-hmm. So I met her at a concert. Oh, okay. okay. And, and her and I really connected because, you know, 
Wait, but where did we leave your, your other best friend, the one who was conniving? She's the one who was conniving. That singer girl was the one who was conniving. Okay. Now the pieces are coming back together. Okay. Yeah, we were friends. We were really, we were really tight. We were really tight. We connected. Even her and mm-hmm. her, her brother and I were good. Like her and her, her brother and I were good. Her and I were good. So I didn't understand why this woman didn't like the fact I was friends with her. I didn't understand. So when, he, when, when my best friend explained to me the situation, I was like, oh, that's why she was mad. Okay, do you know it. Huh? Why didn't you date them both? <laughs> Your life could have been good, fam. Could have been a threesome. Okay. We don't. Uh, I'm done. We Sorry. Don't, we don't do the multi-way relationship. <laughs> Multi-path. <laughs> we don't. We don't host entanglements here. We only get entangled. We don't host them. <laughs> um, okay, I see. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so when he explained to me, we had shared trauma now. Mm-hmm. We had shared trauma. And that's how we became close. Also, okay. we, we, we both love J. Cole. Mm-hmm. We have shared trauma. So when I understood the situation, this girl only texted me because um, the chick she was with said so dated him. And she was like, the first thing she said, I can't wait for him, for him to break up with her. So she comes back to me. And I was like, yo, you are toxic, bro. That is next level toxic. Future would clap. 2030 toxic. (laughs) Well, like even 50 Cent would be like, whoa. Okay, bro, that was too far. That was just, because supposedly she's happy in this new relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And you as an ex, or an inter- I don't know what they were. They were something. Mm-hmm. Your first thing is to be like, I can't wait for them. So for me, it just became this long month where I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. I wasn't moving. I was just in the same position in my bed. Like days passed, same position until um, one of my producer homies came back mm-hmm. from um, wherever he was. And we just started working on music every day for three weeks. Three straight weeks. And that's how I got better. Because for me, um, even how I started listening to music, it was very therapeutic. It's something my mom used to... My mom used to do this thing whenever... Because I I was in a bit of a troubled home. So whenever something happened at home, my mom would give me like a radio cassette. And she would put headphones in my ear so I don't Mm -hmm. hear what's going on at home. So I'd be listening to music for hours. That's, that's how I developed a love for music because music is mm-hmm. how I essentially just block out the world. The world, yeah. So I was working in music and eventually I just forgot about it. So that's the same way we do. Like, okay, you do with music. I just mm-hmm. write poetry. Like after that breakup, I wrote yeah. the second book, Legends with Dreams. I was really to write. Like, I was just writing. This is so funny because it's so interesting. Yeah, it was, it it was, was something, you know? I feel like after a while, um, her and I had to become cool because um, we're still friends, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we, we came to a conclusion, we sat down, her and I had to talk about it. And I was like, even though we would never be close, mm -hmm. um, our relationship was still relevant. It was, it still had meaning. Mm, yeah. Before you did your two tiny, whatever. Whatever you call it, yeah. Whatever you called it, um, we were good. So her and I, you know, we, we worked it out. And up to this day, we're still trying to, we're still trying to build a something where, where we're still cordial, we're still cordial because we still have to, to deal with each other because she writes blogs about me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a thing where we still have to be cool okay. with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and I don't like making enemies. We don't have to be friends, but, okay. we, can be, but we can be cordial, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I won't let her be friends because she hasn't realized that my my... My love should be worth something. So I will not give it back to you just because you asked for it. Yeah. You have to earn my earn friendship. It. You have mm -hmm. to show me that you're different. I don't believe you've changed. Man, you're so mature though. Yo, man. Taylor, Taylor's been through a Taylor's just quiet. But Taylor's been through a lot. No, but then that's so mature of you to um to still want to be cordial with people that have done something so um inhumane to you like that's I so true yeah wow it's it, we're, we're we're learning to be cool mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm cool with most of people who have been previously known have to have relations with mm -hmm. i'm cool with all of them yeah you have a question are you not ashamed to have been um, intertwined or to have been in a relationship with someone who is just so off like that are you not ashamed I feel like there are some days where I think about it and I was like I wish I never did this mm -hmm. but um, and there's a scene from Lion King mm -hmm. where Rafiki and um, Simba talk about the past and, yeah. and Rafiki hits Simba with a stick and he says, that's the past. Yeah, oh, it hits, okay. but you still can't mm -hmm. do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So the way I see is that, yeah, I feel like, honestly, I wish I could take, but even our relationship, I wish I could even take the friendship back. I wish we were never friends to begin okay. with, but I can't take those things back. It's not possible. I can only mm -hmm. work with what I currently have. Mm -hmm. So, oh. even though there's there's um the past two hurts a little, but we cannot let it define us. We we cannot exactly. let it um take us to where we're going because the past cannot come where we need to go. So for me, mm -hmm. yeah, it hurts, but I I don't. I, I feel like Jada right now in the moment. So I understand how you feel. <laughs> and I loved the analog from Lion King. Mm -hmm. But um and, and I know some to some extent you regret the past, but um do you think you you if the future okay, if the past repeats itself in the future, 
how would you react in the same way or now you would do with it differently? Nah, bro, fool me twice. <laughs> it's never happening again. I promise you, that situation, mm-hmm. if anything dramatic is going to happen, it won't happen in the way that happened. It will not mm-hmm. happen in that way. If something else happens, yeah. it's going to be a different. That will never happen again. That will Are you sure? Me. Man, fool me twice. Mm-mm. Never happening again. I, I promise you that's never happening mm-hmm. again. So but for in, the reason. Mm-hmm. But in the situation where it does happen, it in fact something similar actually happened. Right after that. But I, I wasn't I wasn't mad. I mean I was sad, but I wasn't mad because I was I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? You like so and so. Go to them. That's what I said. Go. I would go. Like, there's nothing I can do. You like so and so more? Just go to there's, them. There's no reason for you to be here if you like that person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I but... Sense. I think this is this is something that I'm supposed to learn, but that's why I keep getting into entanglements. <laughs> that, so... I think this is supposed something I'm supposed to learn. Like I had an entanglement recently in that other one, oh. and he liked someone more, and then that someone was rejecting him. And I feel like I was just supposed to learn to let him go wherever he was being rejected, and maybe you were supposed to learn the same thing. Like go, just do you, man. Like just go. Wow. Just because go. One of my it's, friends explained it mm-hmm. to me. It was like, Tehila, sometimes you act like a spoiled prince. Prince. I was like, what do you mean? He, he sounds like, like one, that's one thing I know. <laughs> he, he was like, what do you mean? And he was like, because sometimes I've noticed you expect, because one girl broke your heart, you mm-hmm. want the world to end. I was like, huh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And I feel like that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's most of us sometimes. Mm-hmm. We, oh, yeah, that's true. we believe we are in type because because we believe because things are going well with this person mm-hmm. that we're going to stay with this person forever exactly but truthfully that's, true. that's only our perspective their perspective could be complete in their perspective this relationship mm-hmm. could be going horribly to you yeah. it's going great great yeah yeah so um that's so true yeah yeah so you just have to I feel like um, part of growing up is learning how to let go, learning when to quit in anything. Learning when to quit because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think you can save everybody. I don't think everyone's meant to be in your life forever. So mm-hmm. when something happens, um, when I was with so-and-so, the next person mm-hmm. after her, and that person liked somebody else on my contact list. Um, I, was, I was like, eh, go to them, you know? Like, what do you yeah. want me to do? You just, you just have to learn. Yeah, and the difference with that situation and the other one was that I asked before, you know? Mm-hmm. I was engaged before. I was like, I, was, I start every relationship with keep it real with me. Mm-hmm. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you never know. In your head, it's exclusive. In their head, it's open. So you have to keep checking 
or what they define this relationship as and what you define and you have to mm -hmm. come to a compromise that works for the both of you yeah what i learned was communication mm -hmm. yeah communication mm -hmm. yeah and one thing i've noticed about you is that you're great with communication and you're quite honest with what you want you know what you want so that's really i'm also learning to be in that place and i'm learning to stay out of my head because sometimes i'm in my head so much that it distracts me to the point of i don't want to let go of anything because in my head it looks perfect so that idea of perception again is um is what's tossing me around like I'm I'm in the boat and the waves in the ocean are just taking me everywhere because I do not want to get out of my head. So, I, heard, yeah. I heard this metaphor on mm -hmm. Ti's previous album, mm -hmm. on a song called Seasons. I don't know, was that maybe it was Ti? I'm not sure. Um, oh. The meta the metaphor was like, um, mm -hmm. you know, people are like the seasons. Mm -hmm they'll come back again. If, 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 if it was really mine, you will come back next season. Right, that is so true. That's one thing I've noticed. What's yours will always come back to you. And what's not yours, it will just flee. Mm -hmm. So let it. Like, everything that I've lost and is meant to be mine is coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> and the others belong to the streets. Where well, is <laughs> <laughs> they belong to the streets. <laughs> they belong to the streets, okay. bro. Let, let me. I feel like I should learn to forgive. That's another thing. That's another way I should. I should learn to deal with with trauma in a way that I not only let it go, but I forgive it, and I forgive myself. I feel like when you when you when you don't forgive someone, sometimes you still mm -hmm. give them that power um, to abuse you, exactly. to give them that respect, mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like people. Um, confuse forgiveness with reconciliation. Forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. Reconciliation is restoring everything to the way it was. Forgiveness is letting go. Mm. You can forgive someone. You don't need to reconcile with them. That's you so don't. Did I tell you, I wrote him a letter. Mm -hmm. The resignation so letter. No, which no, is that's now invalid. No, that's another one. <laughs> okay. I actually yeah. wrote that brother a letter. The yeah. one who stays near, um, I wrote my letter, but I don't think I can open it because I'm not in that place yet. But yeah, I wrote it to him. Funny thing, he did me wrong, but I apologized to him in the letter and he didn't respond to it. That's so sad. Um, I feel like, oh yeah, this, this is the last point I'm going to bring up. It's like, it's mm -hmm. like, a random question. Um, I feel like men deal with breakups a little more serious than women. Let me explain why. Okay. Because even when the man has been, has, is the one who did you wrong, they will have, I know a lot of men who do, who do this. I have friends who have done this. They'll hit the woman back with the, baby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die because of you, because I miss you. And a lot of guys, I feel like guys reach the suicidal thing after a breakup. I don't have a woman in my life who I know who okay. has felt like a guy is worth dying for. Why do no. you, th why do you think men have women who are worth dying for? 
But girls be like, ah, I, I can cry for you, but oh, yeah, my I life. Like, I want to live. I've got so many things I want to do with my life. I don't think mm-hmm. I want to die for anyone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Why do you think guys? Or, or, why do you think guys jump? I have never actually done it. <laughs> like maybe, maybe, maybe my life is incomplete because I haven't done it. I haven't hit the girl back. Like yo, girl. I can't. So, wait, you've never thought. You've never thought that. You never. You've never thought like giving up your life because of a girl. No. Nah. So you've never been heartbroken. You need no, a heart. No, I've been heartbroken, but I haven't been like where I'm just like, just kill me. <laughs> because to me, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, you can be sad. Like um, there's some there's some people in my life that I used to I used to I used to love this model chick, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone okay. knows this model chick who I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. With everyone who who pays attention to my music, those the bar I'm talking about. So, okay. um, she she was somebody. It's just somebody special to me. Somebody that meant so much to me. Right? She taught mm-hmm. me many things. She taught me things about self perception and confidence. And mm-hmm. you know, losing her just felt like. It felt like I lost my arm, you know, because no, it felt like I lost my leg. Because you know, when you, when you have when you have both legs your whole life, you don't realize how much you love your leg. Exactly. So you, you miss, realize, yeah. So you miss a leg, you know. You hoping now, so it felt like mm-hmm. I lost a leg, and um, you know, for me that was really hard. And up to this day, I still really love this person. Whenever she hits me up, uh-huh. I'm like. Yo, what's Get cool with you? She's like, yo, what's good with you? And she gets she gets mad at me because mm-hmm. she got mad because I think I got a a distribution deal last year, mm-hmm. and I told her about it in September. No, mm-hmm. July. So sweet, yeah. And she was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And I was like, "Yo, bro," because I didn't know if we were on talking terms. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she got herself a man. And I was in my own thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is still someone I love very much. Like, somewhere along the line, we lost our connection as lovers. But the things that we had, I still hold them. And I still respect her so, so, so much that if I was dating someone right now, right? Mm-hmm. Which I am not. And they said, <laughs> "You told the listeners that you're single. Guy is single. He's ready to mingle." No, don't text me. Don't text me. <laughs> text me. Don't. Mm-hmm. I rethought through that statement. Don't text me. No. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know. Um. What was I? Yeah. If anyone I was dating said something wrong about her. Or mm-hmm. try to describe her as a, cause, cause I have dated someone who implied she's a um, H O E word. Okay. That basically implies she's a hoe, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Bro, you don't know who you're talking about. This is an yeah. indi- this is an independent mm-hmm. African woman. Damn. This is somebody who has built this entire life for herself." 
She's getting deals with brands and she gets A pluses and whatever. And you want to call her a hoe because of how she chooses, because of how she looks, because she's a very, she's a very conventionally attractive girl. Because I don't know if you've noticed, Tehillah doesn't miss in that department. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's very surprising from the way I look at you, like, nah, this guy doesn't. Don't miss. Okay, I, I won't say anything. I don't have any comments. Don't miss. Yeah, so I, so she's a very, and so I'm just thinking, so because of how she look now, mm-hmm. you want to talk about her in such a derogatory mm-hmm. way because you feel a way because we're talking. So I tune her out mm-hmm. about it. We had a whole argument about it because I did not understand why you are implying these things. And I don't care what jealousy reasons you have. Mm-hmm. Because this is my friend, this is my family. Exactly. I'm saying this person was here before you and she will still mm-hmm. be here long after you. Long after so, you. so do not talk about people who are my family like that. You mm-hmm. know? That's like yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do love women but not not enough to to jump a ledge for it not 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 enough uh, not enough that hasn't happened yet you know like yeah maybe antidepressants but chop on the hill for ah. bro no that's another story yeah yeah so like to wrap up (laughs) like let me just gather everything we've come together with like Mm -hmm. for like our ways of coping like the two of us like you have learned to let leave the control like just to let go and to focus on other people to drown yourself in music and to stay out of your head not really drown myself in music um, Mm -hmm. drown myself in activities that bring me joy because thinking about this person does not or thinking about Mm -hmm. that thing or that situation Mm-hmm. It does not bring me joy. <laughs> I should be contemplating this every because every minute. If you're contemplating, maybe it was my fault. What did I notice about this person's reaction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to do that every day, three months, a year, five years mm-hmm. pass, and you're still like. She takes a toll on your mental health. Yeah, but she still have my number. Yeah. So yeah. Continue with the wrap up. Like yeah, so does she remember how my voice sounds like? You know, you've got a nice voice and all that. Ooh. Yeah, so I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just saying that um, we've come up with basically like four ways, mm-hmm. like to let go of control, to sh- love other people. Like when you don't know what to do with yourself, when you're mm-hmm. depressed or something like that, it's fo- it's better to focus on other people, um, than on that's yourself. Necessarily, my that's my way. Oh, of that's your way. Oh, that's my, mm-hmm. okay, okay. I've combined them, yeah. And then we also do activities that we love. For me, I would rather do poetry than anything else because I feel like I'm just letting everything flow, the emotions and all that. And then the fourth one is to learn to stay out of your head. So, yeah. I don't know if you have anything you want to add. Yo, I just want to say this is the best podcast in the world, top-tier content. You see, we we just it, we just took content to the moon here. 
No other mm-hmm. podcast is doing this. We're saying no, no podcast with two Africans is doing. Okay, maybe they are. I'm not sure. I haven't heard all of them. But to me, mm-hmm. no other podcast is doing what we're doing. Is so it, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Subscribe, follow, whatever they call mm-hmm. it on this app. Just look for us everywhere. Listen mm-hmm. to our stuff more often. In and case we'll of fire. In yeah, in case, case of fire. Just come to the podcast. <laughs> We'll come and put out any social fires, guys. <laughs> Listen to um, to Tehila's music; it's amazing. It might actually put out real fires in your life. You never know. Mm-hmm. And please read my poetry on Instagram, Mandipa Shumba and Tehila Kagamba. But you changed your Instagram name. Um, did you? I, I changed. I changed like you know, like the part where you put your real name. Mm-hmm. I changed that, not my Instagram handle. Oh, okay. So it hasn't changed. Sheila yeah. hasn't changed. So thank you. Have a lovely day and happy listening. Thank you. Bye. All right.